What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, I sit down with me. I talk to you guys one-on-one about what it is that we need to do to get people to trust us, to get people to pay us what we deserve. And in most cases, it's more than the competition. I take you through an example of me being a consumer wanting to get a roofing quote, and I was pleasantly surprised little bit unsurprised of the outcome. And I share that with you, what the secret is to get people to pay you a little bit more than the competition uh, and be happy doing so. So stay tuned. This is an awesome episode. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. I would love to hear your feedback, please. If you feel as though this podcast at any point in time has impacted you, reach out to me, tell me about it. Uh, You can message me on Instagram at contractor coach. Love hearing feedback, love hearing your stories. And of course, I would love to do a one-on-one business break through with you for free. So if you want my my insight, uh, if you want my perspective on some areas that you need to grow your business, please reach out. I'm happy to assist. Uh, it's one of my absolute favorite things to do. And uh, it's my way of giving back to the industry that I love. So please reach out if you're interested in that. Uh, hit me up. And the link uh, to find the scheduler for that is actually in uh, the little description of this podcast. All right. So stay tuned. The podcast starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. I am making a conscious effort to jump back in here in between the business breakthroughs to kind of just uh, do a little one-on-one uh, coaching with uh, with you directly, okay? So uh, really, I, you know, I'm fascinated, and you probably know this, with uh, with what makes people buy when you're a little bit more expensive than the competition. What is that, right? Like, what is that thing that makes somebody purchase from a stranger uh, a product that they probably haven't purchased within 10 or so years, and are 100% unsure of what the end result will be. What gets people to do that? And I'm, I'm a student of that because that's our secret right there. If we can figure out what motivates individuals to make those sorts of decisions, then if we just position our sales process in a way that allows them to pretty much seamlessly do so because we're aligning our values with what makes them motivated to do that, um, then we can create a process that delivers us consistent results. And I really would like to give you some examples. So I'm in the purchase, I'm in the process of purchasing a home and house needs a roof or a roof repair. And, you know, I am a student of the game when it comes to trust and when it comes to contractors. And essentially what happened is, is I reached out to two contractors, okay, two roofing contractors. The first roofing contractor that I reached out to, um, I reached out, I first looked at the reviews. So right off the bat, there's a notch for them. Okay. So I saw them on Google. I saw they had great reviews and obviously I was doing this with the idea that I would probably be reporting this back to my, my audience. So, um, I did take a little bit of a subjective view and I said, okay, I'm going to go into this 
in the shoes of a normal customer. Okay. And really what I did was I opened up uh, Google. I typed in uh, roofing contractors in the area that I'm purchasing a home. And I looked at who had most reviews. Normal, right? That's what a lot of our customers do. So objective number one, get the most five-star reviews. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about that. I can't go any further unless we do that because we have to understand that this is what makes people feel safe. Google has done a good job. Google has done a really, really good job of making us feel safe with their service. Google has imprinted their brand into our minds as a extension of our life in a sense that, well, I don't know where to eat. Hey, Google some restaurants. Well, I don't know how to get there. Hey, Google the address. Hey, I don't know what happens when this physical ailment occurs in my body. Hey, Google that symptom. Okay, so essentially what they've created is an extension of our life in order to get us from point A to what? Point B. So as consumers, we trust this brand to deliver us a good result. Now we know though, it's up to us ultimately to do our due diligence as consumers because we can't blame Google if we just did a general search. We just can't blame them. Google's job is to give us a result up to a certain point. Their job is not to fulfill the promises of the contractor. Their job is not to make sure that the chef in the back of the kitchen cooks us a good meal. Okay. That's the company's job. So there is this little bit of um, release of liability that Google has created. Okay. So we know this as consumers. And I'm breaking this down super granular because if you think granular, then you can think macro. Um, and it's really important for you to know the, the granular stuff, the little things. So when you're creating a process, which is typically a big thing, which we call macro, then it's built with granular principles in mind. So when we talk about an average consumer doing a Google search in a city that they're not familiar with, okay, because you can't rely on everyone to have a friend who hired a contractor. And even if that's the case, I know that you would agree that consumers know that, hey, let me just double check on Google, right? Consumers know that. So word of mouth isn't what it used to be before Google, okay? Before Google, word of mouth was, was rule and law. It was like, well, if you don't know somebody that knows somebody, then you are pretty much screwed because then you have to make your own judgments and own inferences based on print ads, uh, yellow pages, all the ways that we used to consume things. Okay. And what that does is it leaves it up to chance. So Google creates this little bit of trust and that's called your online reputation. Okay. Your online reputation, that's essentially a stamp of approval that you get from people that have worked for you in the past that say, if you give this guy a shot, we had a great experience. There's a good chance you will too. So when I come across individuals that want to grow their business, the lack of urgency when it comes to getting that Google reputation to be optimal baffles me, absolutely baffles me, okay? Because you've got to realize that this is how people buy now. And it's not so much that this is what's going to take your business to extreme heights, but guess what? It gives you a notch of trust. 
off the bat. And it gets people to call you without you having to pay for it, okay? So those of you who know, I own a painting business. We've been in business for five years. If you Google Ocala Painter, okay, you are going to see premium painting at the top of the list with the most reviews by a long shot, okay? That's been our focus. That is what has got us to not have to spend $1 on marketing now. I haven't spent a dollar on marketing in over six months. And it's keeping our crew sustainable to, to where we will do a million dollars a year if I just don't change anything, okay? That is simply out of our Google reputation and, of course, word of mouth kicking in on the back end from how long we've been in business and, of course, doing a great job. But that's not what we're talking about right now. All we're talking about is what gets people to pay more for a stranger for a product or service that they haven't had done in over 10 years or if ever and a result that they can't see until it's done. From a high-level perspective, that whole scenario that I just pitched to you is crazy in contemporary business transactions, right? It's almost like paying for a vehicle that you can't test drive and someone's telling you it's more than another vehicle and to you as the consumer you really can't decipher the difference but there's something in you that wants to buy it from the other company that is charging more <laughs> okay what is that so we're talking about that now and we're getting back into the the search for the contractor when that person has the idea that they want the service done what is that? And we're talking about how Google creates trust by default because we use Google in all the different areas of our life. We use it when we want to go out to eat. We use it when we have an ailment and we want to search what the symptom is. We use it for so many things. Why wouldn't we trust it when it comes time to find something to improve on our home in an industry that is known for lackluster skill, talent, communication, and ability. So if it's not, if the stakes aren't high when it comes to using Google to find something, they're even higher because it's almost a necessity to double check and make sure because you don't want to get ripped off. You don't want to have a, a bad experience, right? I am, I, I am way more diligent when finding a contractor than I am finding a restaurant, okay? I'm cool with a 3.9 on, on a restaurant. Okay. But when it comes to a contractor, if I see a 3.9, nope. Okay. So when I talk about, uh, the people that I coach and I talk about the different people in our industry who are starting their business, or even those of you who've been in business that are comfortable, right? Things are working out. You're going, the fact that five-star reviews are not the focus, every single job for you scares me. It's costing you so much money. Not only in terms of the people that are skipping over you and going with the two or three that have more reviews than you on Google in your area, you're losing money, okay? And this is the big one. You're losing money on the marketing that you have to spend money on because the phone isn't ringing and you're wondering how you're gonna find jobs. Think about how much money you're spending on marketing and how much money is not coming to you through the phone because you just didn't focus on getting the most Google reviews in your area. 
Now, if you guys Google restaurants, do you know how many reviews the average restaurant has? I would say if it's a good restaurant, at least 500, at least the average contracting company, 50, 60. You're usually competing with people that have been in business for 10 or 15 years that have passively gotten reviews. Okay. Passively. If you haven't already listened to this episode, it was um, Alex Corral, Cabinet Coding Kings. Okay. Google Cabinet Coding Kings Orlando. Okay. Cabinet Coding Kings Orlando. I'm going to Google it right now because he always he gets more reviews than Cabinet Coding Kings Orlando. And Alex is uh, a best friend. He is, he's, he's an awesome guy. If you haven't heard our episode together, um, you should definitely listen to it. But he explains his secrets. So his his Google listing has 280 five-star reviews. Incredible. He's only been in business for two years, by the way. It's a little over two years. Okay. He's got 280 five-stars on Google. And he's got 232 five-stars on Facebook. He's got 306 on HomeAdvisor, five-stars. He's got... I don't know if Porch pulls them in from, I don't know if Porch has their own reviews. Let me look. But if it does, he's got, he's, I mean, not, yeah, I think Porch pulls them in from, from all over the internet. So, but still that's 300 there. That's four, 560. That's plus 300. That is almost 800 five-star reviews for cabinet refinishing. Okay. Phenomenal. Okay. Absolutely phenomenal. The brand alone gets people to say, if all of these people have had that good of an experience, then the chance of me not having a good experience is little to none. Makes them feel safe. Now you don't need to have 800 five-star reviews. Okay. To do this. And I'm not going to get into how to get the reviews. I'm talking about what the reviews produce if you do them well. Okay. So if you want to know how to get the reviews, go back and listen to the podcast with Alex with Cabinet Coding Kings. But let's talk about this for a second. You don't need to have 800 reviews to be in a position where people automatically place you above whoever else they're getting estimates from. You don't need that. You just need more than whoever your local competitor is, or you need to be in the top three. You know, I feel bad for you if you're in Orlando and you haven't been focusing on reviews as much as Alex has, you know, but if you are second or third, you're still going to get an opportunity. Okay. So these are some things that you need to be thinking about and it's a race. I mean, you should be thinking about this. It is a race to get the most reviews. Whoever has the most reviews in that local area is going to win the organic outreach game. Not only that customer trust level is at its peak. When people trust, they pay more because trust is an emotion and it's intangible. The opposite of trust is mistrust. Mistrust is fear, bad experience, chaos, complicated. We don't want that. We stay far away from that as, as average consumers. People understand if you do business with someone that you can trust, they're worth paying more because you know that the value of your dollar is going to go farther. And everyone wants the value of their dollar to go as far as it possibly can. That's commerce. 
Okay. So you got to think of everyone that buys something from you as an investor. They're investing in something. And my question to you would be, what are they investing in? Have you created something worth investing in? Have you created branding worth investing in like Alex has? That's worth investing in. That's a good investment. Okay. When people come across your business online, do they think, oh, I don't know if this is going to be a good investment. And you've got to think of the heavy hitter consumers that actually care about this stuff. I'm a good consumer. I will pay good money for a good service that I can trust that I don't have to worry about. But what did I do? I had to position my brand in a way that speaks to those people. So again, if the focus for you is not reviews, if you have under 25 reviews and you've been in business for longer than six months, you are missing out on opportunity and you're slacking straight up slacking. That's all I got to say. Cause I know you're doing more than 25 jobs. Why isn't every customer leaving you a review? Let's talk about that. Okay. I said I wasn't going to, but now I'm going to briefly touch on it. Three reasons. Number one, you didn't do a good job, which it's probably not true. You probably do a great job if you're listening to this podcast. So that's out. Number two, you didn't ask them to do it. You didn't say, hey, miss, if you're happy, would you be so kind to leave us a five-star review on Google? Okay, so you didn't ask. And number three, you didn't make it easy. Okay, guys, if you don't know this by now, that people will do anything to find a way to leave someone a bad review, I mean, they will sit and research your company. Create They will create a Google account if they don't have one, just to leave a Google review if you've done a bad job with something, okay? If you've created that much stress, anxiety, and anger in someone, they will find a way. But when you do a good job, that motivation is not there. They feel like they gave you something already, okay? They gave you the money, okay? The exchange is even. So that means that your service has to be over and above for them to feel as though they still owe you something, which is that, that review, Okay? But we can't expect that every single time. We've got to make it easy. We've got to send them a link right after that takes them right to our Google page. It's got to take them right there. Hey, I'm going to send you a review link. And guys, guess what? Drip Jobs does this. Sends them a link right after you mark the job complete. Then it sends them one the next day. So I get off the phone with somebody. Hey, did we do a great job? Oh, awesome. Hey, would you be so kind and leave us a five-star review? Perfect. Hey, I'm going to send you a link here in a second. All you got to do is click it and just uh, click five stars. I guide them through the process. Those five-star reviews are worth more than me sometimes than the actual money that 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 we get from the job. Like I, I need those reviews. Google loves them. Okay. That's how Google obviously ranks your company, you know, because Google is a business. And I tell people this all the time. Google is a business. Google wants to provide a good service to the people who are their customers, which is us consumers. Their job is to make sure that when you search on something on Google, the top results are the best possible results. And what's the easiest way for them to determine who's a good company for them to work? And, and, and when it comes to SEO, don't worry about that stuff. Like SEO has its place. Like SEO in our industry right now is worthless in my opinion. It's great in terms of making sure that you can be found for the city that you service on a, on a, on a very basic level. Okay. Yes. There's good, there's good about a good thing about SEO. Okay. But SEO is a waste of money. If you have great reviews, no one can convince me to purchase SEO services right now. 
No one. Why? Because when you search Ocala Painter, I'm right there. Why would I pay for SEO? I would pay for Google ads if I needed to stimulate our lead flow, but I wouldn't pay for SEO. It's a waste of money. You can't compete with Home Advisor, Angie's List, Thumbtack, Porch. You can't compete with them. They have more backlinks, which is what um, Google looks for. In other words, a backlink is when people put a link to your website on their website. So Google crawls the whole internet and sees how many times your website has been referenced on other websites. And that's like a scorecard, right? Can you imagine how many publications have HomeAdvisor or Angie Leads or Thumbtack or Porch on there to where Google's going to say, well, that's a more popular website. Let me show my consumer that. That's why SEO is a waste of money. Because, And also to, 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 to capitalize on that, if you were looking for a contractor, what are you going to do? Scroll past the ads, scroll past the map that shows the reviews, go all the way past Angie, Thumbtack, Porch, and then get to the bottom three results that have a blog post on why you should paint your house that takes them to your website. It's not how people do it. I'm telling you, SEO is a waste of money. I wouldn't, I wouldn't purchase SEO. Anyway, I'm deviating. Let's talk about trust here. Okay, trust. Let's get back to that. So when it comes to trust, you have these consumers that are looking online. They're seeing those reviews. We talked a little bit about, you know, why you're not getting them, making it easy to get them. And of course, you can incentivize. I've never paid anyone for a review, by the way. Ever. Not one time have I given someone money for a review. Not saying that's wrong. It's just something I never did. Okay. But you can certainly incentivize as long as it's genuine. And you can ask your friends to leave character reviews. Like, I mean, honestly, your mission should be 50 reviews. Everyone listening to this podcast, if you don't have the mission for 50 reviews, please go back to the first episode and listen through because this is so important, guys. This is so important. I, w I don't want you to spend money on marketing. I really don't. You shouldn't have to unless you're trying to expand your company. Like you should be saving that money uh, and using it for other things. Like if your company does such a good job, the demand is so high in this industry that that if you do a good enough job and you utilize these organic tools, you shouldn't have to spend a lot of money on marketing. Okay. So that's that. So when I talk about trust, that customer makes that decision. So I called the companies that had the most reviews. Okay. I would say that because of that, they both got a little check mark in my book for trust. So the first level of trust was completed. Did the Google search, okay? Saw the reviews, okay? Let's look at the second level of trust, okay? So we have company A and we have company B. So company A I called and right off the bat, I had a friendly, friendly, friendly greeting, okay? Someone super excited about me getting an estimate. It was awesome. Um, and it was really nice. So off the bat, that company got a second check. And what's cool is they asked the right questions. Um, they made me feel valued. Um, you know, it was actually a pleasant experience. Um, nice greeting. Thank you for calling, you know, our roofing company. This is, you know, so-and-so. I mean, right there, check mark. Boom. They, they passed that test. Okay. Company B, a little bit different. Okay. I, I let the phone rang for about, I don't know, two minutes. And then I got routed to their answering service, okay? And I'm fine with an answering service, but they didn't tell me they were an answering service. And that really threw me off. They just answered the phone. How can I help you? That's what they said. Like, it wasn't like, hey, thanks for calling this roofing company. My name is Joanne. 
just so you know, this is an answering service, but we will route the information to the contractor when they have some available time. How may I help you? That wasn't the case. It was, how may I help you? I said, yeah, I'd like to get a quote for a uh, repair or a re-roof. And she goes, okay, great. What's your first name? What's your last name? What's your email? What's your phone number? Okay. What do you think you need done? Okay. And she just like took all the information. Okay. And then I thought at first she was with the company. She's like, okay, I'm going to send this to the contractor. And at that point I got upset. I'm like, really? Like I, I thought you were with the company. Okay. And then I was like, all right, well, whatever. All right. So both of them told me that they would get back to me with a date and time. Okay. So the first company, company A, and by the way, company B does not get my check there. So company A is winning. Company B, okay, told me that they would get back to me with a, with a date and a time that they can come out. Okay. Without even asking me, they just shot me a text message and told me, Hey, Thursday at 9 a.m. Didn't even ask if I was going to be home. Didn't even ask, you know, if that was a, a good time for me. Just shot me a text message. Thursday at 9 a.m. Luckily, it worked for them. But I wasn't happy about that. Okay. Company A, she asked me a question. She said, hey, just, you know, just out of curiosity, what days would work for you? I said, well, Thursday would work. And if that doesn't work, probably Monday. So she said, great, here's how it works. She's like, we're going to reach out to the estimators. We're going to get their schedules and you're going to get a text message with a confirmation on one of those two days. Okay. If it doesn't work for you, the time that we give you just reply back and we'll find a different time. I said, perfect. So within about a couple of hours, I got a text message and an email from this company that said, Hey, your estimate's been confirmed. It's Thursday at 11 o'clock. You have 9 a.m. Uh, or 11 a.m. And I was like, well, actually, I want to do 11 a.m. That actually works really good because <clears throat> I have the company B coming at 9 a.m. Perfect. Okay. So they get a check mark. So right then and there, company A has three check marks. They passed my screening on Google. They passed my screening on the phone greeting. And they passed my screening on booking the appointment. The last one. Okay. What's the last one guys? Think about this. After all that showing up on time, that's the big one. This is the one that's probably worth two check marks for most. Okay. So let's start with company B cause they were scheduled at nine o'clock. Okay. So I actually wanted my realtor to go to this one. Um, cause I didn't have the time. So I sent him there, uh, nine o'clock. Okay. He told me, Hey, I'm running a little late. Okay. Can you give me the number to the company? So I'm like, sure. So what do I do? I give him the number to the company. And of course it routes him to the answering service. So he has no way to tell whoever's even estimating that he's going to be running late. So he gets there at about 920. Okay. Company B shows up and says, oh, well, we couldn't get a hold of you. So we have to reschedule. Okay. Tells them that when they get there. Okay. Because apparently it was cutting into their next estimate. So they were waiting 20 minutes said, Oh, we couldn't get a hold of you. And I'm thinking to myself, I gave you guys my information. If you could have called us and told us, we tried to call you. So at that point in time, communication level, even though this company had a great reviews, they don't get a check on number four because their communication level 
and essentially just, you know, lack of care to, to get the information brings them down to only having one check mark out of the four things, you know, and the things that they were doing weren't bad. I'm not saying that if you're doing some of these things out of just being busy, you're out of contention. But if someone else is hitting all the marks, guess what? They're going to get more money than you. They're going to be in held in higher regard by your customers. They're going to get paid more money than you because customers pay more for trust and a great experience. Company A came on time, 11 o'clock, offered to give us two quotes for a re-roof and a repair. Okay. Presentable. Gave us the information we needed. Okay. Seamless experience. So now when it comes time for these two companies to give us a quote, which company B can't even do because I'm not even interested anymore. Okay. Be wise for me to get another quote. I'm going to pay for the, for company A. I mean, because what that's doing is it's giving me insight as to what I can expect when the actual, when the actual job happens, when the actual job happens, because they operate in a way that leads me to believe that if I bring them and I give them my money, it's a good investment. I'm going to get a great return. Investing in company B right now, their processes aren't buttoned in. Their processes aren't tight. Okay. I'm sure that they'll do a good job on the install because based on the reviews, they do. Okay. I'm sure that they'll do a good job, but how will that experience be for me? Will I have to follow up with them if the schedule changes, especially in roofing because of the rain and the weather? Um, will I even know with the standard of the work they did. Will they be sending me a report? Will they say, will they show me the things that maybe I didn't see up there? Cause I can't even go up there to see it myself, you know, but with this other company, they have given me no reason to believe that they're going to be doing an excellent job. And I know as a consumer that is worth paying more, especially for something so important. I believe that if you're in, if you're in those trades, any trade really, then you have that authority to charge what you believe that you should charge knowing that they're investing in the experience that you're giving them. So the process is so important from the, that initial Google search to that initial phone call to the context of that phone call. And those of you who have drip jobs, you know, you know, that's so important to me. So when someone calls you guys, instead of doing that crazy back and forth, first name, last name, email, phone number, address, all you gotta do is send them that link. Great experience, seamless. When they fill out the form, they get a text message confirmation. Then you go into drip jobs and you book the appointment. They get a text message confirmation. They can text you back right away if they don't like the date and the time that you chose. Okay. Seamless. I focused on these things when building drip jobs because I know how important it is. I know that this is what's going to get people to pay you more. Okay. And in terms of showing up on time, you know, that's the third check. And I know obviously sometimes things happen. Always call always inform. It's better to call three minutes before the time that you're supposed to get scheduled for that estimate than to not call at all. So keep these things in mind, guys. I'm going to cut it off now, but I hope you understand that this is so important. This is what gets people to pay more. Building trust, building value, creating a great experience, making it seamless, all the above. Your systems will take you to the prize. So thanks guys for listening. I hope this was helpful for you today. You guys are awesome. Thank you for giving an opportunity to serve you. And uh, thanks again for listening to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Drip Job CRM is finally here. That's right. So 
DripJobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time, it's going to make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com, and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.